0: Hi, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. This is a podcast all about picking the brain of every songwriter that you know. So grab a glass of wine and join us. My name is Megan Ellsworth. My co-host is Caroline Stump. This is a Songwriter Diaries. We're all depressed, so let's write a song about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, well, we're so exci- I'm so very excited to get to know you mm-hmm. and hear more about your music. So hello, Andrew Hoyt. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me up Yes, um, why don't we just dive right in, have you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in music.
1: Yeah, well, I started, I mean, I've played music my whole life. My dad um, is a songwriter and plays um, piano and um, just super creative and, and insanely smart musician. And he, and he plays drums and his drumming was just so next level. And just seeing that growing up, like seeing him do something musically amazing to me, that was a, a, the spark, I think, you know, like it wasn't like, oh, my dad plays drums. Like it was like, my dad is like so good. I, you know, I have played with so many drummers and I still think my dad, you know, really stack, is stacked up there as you know, one of the best in my brain. And it's weird, it's hard to say that because he's my dad, You know, so I don't know if people believe me or anything, but he's just so good. And so that was like the start of me being super um, creative. And so I'd be on a garage band in middle school and um, would write um, just melodies, wouldn't do any lyrics. And I hated guitar, like guitar's too big and my arm would fall asleep growing up. And I played drums, of course, I was in percussion and played in drum line and um, in college played in jazz band and stuff um and my instrument major was percussion too and so i ukulele to me was just just really easy you know instant gratification but you can take it as far as you want you know but it was nice to play c chord super quickly not my arm wasn't hurting, you know and i could take it wherever i wanted it was light but when i traveled to nashville i just put it in the overhead on the plane and it's so easy um just to travel with it um yeah so i i just love writing songs and so i started writing and freshman year of college and I started performing because a friend of mine um at Wartburg College Maddie Poppy used to work there too at uh Wartburg um
2: in one of the dining
1: places so we talked on social media briefly because I was like your video editing is so cool and uh I opened for like a in the Waverly Dog Park uh by Wartburg um so random I know yeah but that's really cool um but yeah i, I started playing live it's a friend of mine that i looked up to who was like the guy like the coolest guy on campus who played music he's like dude you should go play live and i was like you're right and i did and i played all the time all summer like every day it seemed like um and then i get back to college and i wouldn't play for like you know that nine months or whatever um but then after i graduated from college i was free so i could play as much as I wanted in Des Moines and I was so great Des Moines is so I'm sure you know this Caroline just talking to Lily but like it is such and he probably I'm sure you played out here enough to know that too um I'm not sure when he moved to Nashville if it was like just out of high school or um was it like just out of high school that you
3: no I oh, went to college Colorado. in Colorado yep and then I moved here
1: yeah yeah um but it's just so great you could play every day and Play at a corporate thing, a wedding. Like, I played a wedding yesterday. Today, I played for brunch. Um, Friday, I played at Court Avenue Brewing Company, which is like two minutes from my house. So it was really nice
2: just to like,
1: <laughs> dip home. And Thursday night was with full band with Dave Charm Jones, Scott Sutherland, Brian Vanderpool of Golden Bear, oh,
2: um, wow. and Ankeny. And fun. it was
1: just this fun, like, why not? You know, these guys are yeah. legends. And I'm just, I still feel like the kid on the playground that I'm still learning how to play a band. You know, and I feel like I don't know what I'm doing at all. So it's good practice for the future. But I mean, that's kind of how I've been doing it. Like I, you know, started writing songs in college too. I wrote, instead of going out to the bars and stuff, I'd write until (laughs) 2
2: a.m.,
1: which felt so lame back then. But I'm so grateful because that was really good practice for me. And it was hard not having anybody that wanted to do what I did at work Um, I felt Mm -hmm. like I, I mean, there were teachers, so people I could relate to, you know, the education wise, because I went to school for um, elementary education, for music, and so that was great, but there weren't any songwriters, and it was really hard to, like, keep the spark, Um, it would have been nice to write with people, is what I'm saying, so that's why I'm pumped for Nashville to write with more people and meet people, and it's just been so fun, like, this, to me, it's like a dream come true to, like, talk.
3: The language that I always want to
1: talk you know yes Nashville's
3: yeah. great it's so yeah. much fun um. having you visit because you're you bring a spark to me too because I don't necessarily hang out with a lot of songwriters I hang out a lot of with a lot of music industry people sure but songwriters yeah. like you come in and you're so excited you know and I think that's awesome because I need that spark back I need the songwriting spark to you know keep growing in me <laughs> but
1: sure yeah well, I mean even like when I graduated high school and threw up the hat I was like I'm gonna move to Nashville you know mm-hmm. and I didn't because I had to go to you know to college you know and get a mm-hmm. degree I guess that's what you have to do <laughs> and which you don't at all have to do that but you know I got the degree teaching now teaching in Ankeny which is like such a great school district I don't know if that's too much information to have on the podcast it might have to be edit it out Uh, (laughs) um, but like it's so great but it's it's and I'm gonna keep it going of course and I'm so blessed to have that but my heart's really the songwriting and I mean but then a a kindergartner will give you give you like a hug you know it's just like oh my goodness this is a pretty sweet job like such such little kids I got surrounded by 25 kindergartners at the end of last year at our last music class and there's nothing like it that's that's songwriting inspiration right there Mm
2: -hmm. um
1: but yeah anyway Des Moines is really good for playing all the time and moving to Nashville would be awesome but I also really just enjoy going there once a month you know yeah and meeting people and in Des Moines cheap rent um I've met really good friends out here you know Brian Vanderpool is the guy um Mm just a superhero to me and there's so many superheroes here in New Orleans that I can text which blows my mind so yeah I feel pretty good out here but yeah it's just fun going to Nashville now and that's why because it took that's what I was saying because in high school was like I'm going to Nashville and then you know to have that eight year time span of no Nashville to going for it is just so inspiring and it's just like I'm living what I wanted to live back then
3: yes that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's so cool how like tight-knit the Des Moines community is of just like everybody in the music industry there I feel like is so good like there's no like kind of discrepancy between like oh like this person's fine but not great to like amazing it's like everybody there that I've met and you know seen has been incredible like they just really hone their craft and make it make the scene what it is i think so
1: yeah dustin smith he's phenomenal uh, of mm-hmm. the tags. yeah he's great lily Dete is awesome yes um you've got um gotta give her a shout out
2: <laughs> yeah. um
1: yeah jordan beam has such mm-hmm. a good voice i just saw a story on instagram of him at shotgun betty's in uh west des moines and he's just so good um and then jake um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but uh Jake S. Um, I'm forgetting his, how to pronounce it, but he was um uh, he's been playing all over too, and he's so good on electric guitar, plays um Fender um uh, acoustasonic or whatever. And,
0: oh yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's so cool now. I feel like the like people that scoffed at it are now getting it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Um, I feel like now's the time where they're like, all right, I'll guess I'll get it. and I've seen legends use it so
3: yeah also I had zero idea that you played drums
1: no right. idea that you know I haven't played drums and so I'm sitting on a bar, a cajon right now um,
2: <laughs>
1: but uh yeah I haven't played in so much I played in worship bands and stuff in, in college oh, yeah. high school nice
3: yeah because I was one of my questions that I have was what you already answered and your explanation was like why did the ukulele call to you, you know, as your I thought it was your first instrument, but no, it was drums. So that's interesting because I had no idea that you played drums at all. So
1: yeah, and I think that's where I love getting like the uh you know, the chucking sounds like when I'm playing like very mm-hmm. much from, you know, learning um, rudiments and stuff and just things were faster for me to learn when it came to like steady beat like steady beat so important right and mm-hmm. I had that like right away just from doing percussion and yeah um there I feel like there's so many uh Dave Barnes I'm sure you know mm. Dave Barnes potentially uh in Nashville he in an interview he talked about how there's so many legends that were drummers um like if you look back at history of a lot of pro- professional musicians and songwriters they were drummers at first I don't know he didn't like name anybody but I was like oh yeah you're right I mean I, there are some people I can't think of them right now but there's artists that definitely have a history of being drummers
0: yeah for sure for sure yeah no that's true huh that's cool huh <laughs> I never really thought about that interesting yeah
1: I thought that was really interesting and and uh Brian Vanderpool drummer
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
1: that was his first thing and he does everything else amazingly
3: you know Mm -hmm. definitely and what does um a normal songwriting session look like for you like both in Des Moines and in Nashville like do you co-write most of the time do you write solo
1: um I mostly do solo um I find that if I co-write that it's always a better song Um, Mm. because there's things that they think is really cool that you wouldn't think was cool, and you're like oh yeah I guess that is kind of cool and it's just something about bouncing ideas off of people and it it is definitely you know a dance like you have to like know how to do the dance but not necessarily just that like your partner which is very cliche to say it like that but um I mostly do solo so like when I wrote better half that came out Friday um
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I uh watch a John Mayer interview on mute because in an interview John Mayer said sometimes I just mute tv and write (laughs) so I was like I'm gonna do that so I muted John Mayer (laughs) so double the amount of creativity
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: played my electric guitar because I never played electric guitar I played ukulele all the time you know so to play my Fender Mustang and then like with my new amp, I just got, I I never play all these, you know, creative thoughts just appear easily um, for me. And I wrote better half probably in like an hour and a half or so, Um, but it's just fun, just like Mm -hmm. watching. But yeah, I'll usually do melody first and then I'll put words to it. Um, And a lot of times the best songs that I, I find are my favorite that I write are when the lyrics appear with the melody um and those are the most like thoughtful and like um most genuine and it's really hard to write when you're not wanting to write as you as you both know I'm sure um and for me like I have to have gotten a lot of stuff done in the day so if I'm like oh yeah so I vacuumed I you know got the groceries and I did what I was supposed to do as an adult like now I can like have this four hours of uninterrupted time where I'm not like nagging myself for not getting something done,
2: mm-hmm. but I can
1: just freely write and it's all open space. Let's do it, you know? Cause I would grow up writing, having to push things away and having that stress as I'm writing, which sometimes makes better writing. Um, so I don't know, I it's it's been nice to be more of an adult though and like get things done mm-hmm. and then like, be like let's write. Yes. Um, yeah. And I found too, I sat at a uh, frothy monkey and I was on my phone changing lyrics and I did, I was doing so well. Usually I can't, I have to listen to the song and play it, but I was without any audio. I just had my phone and I just thought about the song and I love the lyrics that are, I, I think that's for better half too. I think I rewrote better half. Yeah. Um, and I was just sitting in Nashville. Uh, so that's a new thing now. So now I can write a song, but then edit it on my phone, which I didn't know how people did that.
0: oh yeah i rely on the notes app yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yep or like the google drive app on uh on your phone that's like my savior
2: that's very smart (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: um so what what do you think are some of the most important qualities for a successful songwriter
1: um i think a songwriter just needs to have like a really really good sense of the music they listen to, and not be limited to just like one genre. Not that like I know what I'm talking about, but like I found that I'm, you know, I listen to like some really random stuff, like from Vampire Weekend to
2: Remy, Remy Wolf. Wolf.
1: Thank yep. you. I think comparisons really, really, really bad. You know, it's I compare all the time and trying to always get better, but I think you just have to like enter the songwriting session of, or whatever it is, if you're with other people or yourself, just thinking, you know what, life is good. Like that's what, when I write good songs, life is good. Look at the water over there. Like if I'm like writing it, like I um, wrote some songs in uh, Minnesota, but it's like, look how cool this is. You know, I have all this free time. I can just relax. Let's make something out of nothing that makes me want to smile and makes hopefully other people want to smile too. And something that is like true to myself and something that is, is better than I've ever done, you know, without like the pressure of, it's got to be better, but it's just that open, you know what, if we don't get a good song, we don't, you know, let's just mm-hmm. mess with, like having that attitude really helps me have fun. If it's like, yeah. I need to write a good song, because I haven't written a good song in so long, and we have to write, so get to work, Yeah. then it's no fun, Mm-mm. and I do that all the time, because I just want I wanna like get better and I wanna get things done. It's like, come on, but you can't with art, you know, you can't just throw paint um, down. You have to really put heart in it. Especially with live performance, like today, I was so tired at 10 30 AM. So I've had Mm -hmm. three shows this week and it's like always searching for the passion because that's gonna make me feel better. That's gonna make people look up more instead of just like playing it like a record player, you know, like here's the song. Mm -hmm. I've played it 500 times, but like mm. having that um, mentality of let's make the world better for me and for everybody else, let's do it. Like that's going to be so fun. And then people interact and then that builds up more momentum and excitement. So I think just having a position of positivity and let's just have fun. Like almost like mm. your best friend would have your best friend to talk to you, you know, or yeah. sorry, I'm kind of random.
0: No, no, totally. you are that
3: literally the most positive person I've ever met in my life. And literally. I'm inspiring. like, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm in awe <laughs> like, of your positive. How are you positive. so
3: happy all the time? People are happy. Wow. But, but I think too, the idea of having fun while playing is what gets lost among people that get burnt out Yeah. because it's mm-hmm. like the pressure to write better, the pressure to write for a certain project. And then it's not fun anymore. And people forget why they started doing music in the first place. Like no one got into music as a career being like, this is going to make me money and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to be having a steady job in music. No, nobody did that. Everybody had an initial passion for music and people forget that so much, especially songwriters, I feel like. And I've met so many people here that get burnt out so quickly need to have a certain quota of songs or yeah. you know have certain co-writes lined up that they have to go to and you know come up with something creative it's like just have fun if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but yeah. you're, it's definitely not going to happen if you're stressing the whole time yeah
1: so. yeah for sure like yeah I've met so many positive people out in Nashville but it also feels sometimes like a doorway when I'm like doing open mics like people walk through the door to enter, you know, into whatever is next, right? So, but they'll still play those open mics and stuff like that, but I've just found, like I'm sure how many like thousands of people have walked through this open mic, you know, like, um, like the Commodore, you know, I'm sure, cause I saw these new people and it's like, there's new people here, but I know that like, you know, 15 years ago, if it was, still, if it was around back there, which I'm assuming it is, that there were people just like us that were here too, and maybe they're gonna be playing tonight as well. But it's like it's such a small town. What am I saying right now? I think I'm saying um <laughs> that people do get burnt out because there's so many new people, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Nashville to me is so fun because to me it feels like magical, wonderful place because I've been playing um, you know. For so long, and have not yet really been in Nashville. So for me, it's like oh, I've always wanted to be here. This is it, you know. And I think other people feel that way too. But I definitely sense that burnout, and I feel that way all the time too. Um, I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, like it's those things that you didn't find before that really drive you. Like I've had, I had like seven cool things happen like last week that I've always wanted to happen. Like cool little hot ukuleles, making a custom with my logo and stuff. on Oahu and I played the full band on Thursday like to be like texting those guys is insane like to have Mm -hmm. you know have them even be like yeah we'll play with you Andrew like is really ridiculous to me um what else happened like school just started right so I'm teaching elementary school and I feel like I'm on my fourth year so I feel really good about like procedures and what to do and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. I just talked to Vance Anderson, uh, Brian's manager early, oh. earlier today after the show at a coffee shop and just to talk to the guy that managed Tony Bennett for, um, you know, uh, 20 years. It's just crazy.
0: That's yeah. wild.
1: Yeah, insane. And so, and then American Idol, like I just feel like I'm getting better and better with these auditions. And not that like my main goal was, I'm gonna be on American Idol. It's like just a fun challenge to get me to grow And to see that growth over the nine or eight years that I've been playing is so fun and rewarding, right? To have those new opportunities and stuff like that. So I think that's part of the drive too, is like, I'm in Nashville, let's learn more, you know, I think that's part of it.
3: Yes. And what do you think personally is the most difficult part of being a musician and a songwriter?
1: I think one of the most difficult things is that no one else does it really, that you're around commonly. And so I think there's a lot of, like, you know, just assumed things or things that, you know, aren't understood. Like, I'll be playing my fifth show of the week, and someone will be like, hey, where's Annie? I'll be like, well, she could totally come to every show, but I'm sure that she would hear all the same songs, you know, (laughs) like, so many times in a row. And, you know, it's, and what else? Like, it's it's fun, you know, it's Mm -hmm. definitely fun. Sometimes I'd rather watch TV.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's just not my personality. Though I'm always like, we gotta do something. I don't want to like just sit around and waste time, mm-hmm. which is very bad and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But um, yep, I feel that <laughs> I have to like force myself. Or if something cancels, then it's like I get my health back. Yep. If something yep. cancels randomly, um. Oh, like uh, my best friend Michael Bowden. He does uh, videography for Corey Wong. And I was gonna play in Ames, and the show canceled. Like when I got there, because they didn't know I was playing through the booking agency. Something was weird, but things happen, you know. So I was able to make this show, Corey Wong and Indianola, and Michael took me backstage, and I've met all the guys before at different shows.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but then soft Patar, who does drums for Corey Wong, and I saw him in Nashville at a pitch meeting, cause so he's oh, doing wow. drums. Yeah, and we, he took a picture of us and sent it to Michael but then to see him again he's like dude what's up man how's nashville you know like that was so cool anyway okay so yeah it's just like it's fun but i'm definitely tired like i would really you know sometimes even today it would have been nice to sleep in a bit more and just relax just have coffee and just not think about stuff like yeah um and it's and it is it is fun it is fun and I think a lot of people see it as, so, you know, when are you going to do this? When does this music thing end for you? Or, you know, what what's your goal? I, I just don't think they understand. like I think they think by being famous is how you win with the music.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But truly, you know, I mean, Ben Rector is definitely famous. But, like, I would love to have Ben Rector status of, like, people don't really know me
0: yeah they know
1: me you know what I mean but Ben Rector's a little bit I can't ever reach that so that's not a good comparison (laughs) Ben Rector's kind of a legend but I'm just you know that's like making it to me I I feel like um Mm -hmm. when is it making it you know I I just think I think it's hard for people to understand um how musicians work and think
0: yeah I don't know just rambling No, that's so true. And um, we've had a couple other guests say that, like, or people just, they, you know, it's a a very, um, people that aren't in the music industry or aren't musicians just sometimes, you know, they don't under, it's different beast. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm excited to kind of hear what you say to this next question. What songwriters do you admire and why?
1: So many. I mean, we're talking about Remy Wolf, and I love how she says, you know, eggplant parmesan.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, is that ID or something like that?
3: Yeah, something.
1: Uh, so cool. I mean, you know, JP Sachs, obviously, but mm. is uh, golf on TV with uh, what's her name? Lennon Stella. I love yeah. Lennon Stella because I loved her in her little duo that she did with uh, another. Her, her yeah,
3: si- that was her sister, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so good. Like their cover of uh, Counting Crow's uh Paradise, put up a park and uh, Oh the yeah. Joni
0: Mitchell song.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And then Counting Crow's a cover, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, gosh, what am I thinking about? I'm sorry. So yeah, JP Sachs Line by Line is so good too. I mm-hmm. um, where he's talking about songwriting. Yep. It's a good one. Geordie Searcy is so good, like fire. So
2: good. Mm-hmm. I'm on fire, baby.
1: Uh, Philip Bow is really good, too. I don't know if you've heard of him, but
2: mm-hmm. he's
1: like in the Geordie Searcy kind of circle of people, and Palmer Hubble, who I go to for studio stuff um, in Nashville, um, oh, wow. is good friends with that kind of group, too, and uh man who, what else keen i always loved keen growing up Thought they were like a really Ooh, cool yeah. interesting band vampire weekend was fun too um and there's so many i mean Coldplay. i really love to mm-hmm. remember hearing him talk about how he wrote yellow and he looked at the yellow pages and he's like he was like i want something oh, you want like an o sound he's
2: like yeah
0: oh yellow
1: <laughs> okay
0: cool wow. That's
2: um
1: yeah i think yeah, those are some really. Wow, there's I did way not more. know
0: that <laughs> about yellow. Yeah, That's so cool.
1: It okay. could be made up, but he said it very genuinely.
3: <laughs> that sounds like I don't it's know really... why you would make that up. That's not like. Yeah, it's like really specific. It's That's an interesting true. story, but it's not like a mind-blowing experience yeah. that he's talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm very much into the lyrics more than melody, but they mm-hmm. definitely have to match up for me to be like, "Whoa, this is sweet." Yeah yeah and now i'm getting into like country like mainstream country which i never really got into that but after seeing legends and meeting them in person you know talk about these songs that seem more constructed for um the money a little bit sometimes Mm -hmm. seems that way um really you know in some ways not like you see people singing and having a good time and these are songs that are really you know like morgan wall and stuff like i love sand in my boots i heard a Oh, what's his name again, uh, how am I forgetting his name, the guy that wrote Scene in My Boots with Morgan Wallen, Ashley Borley. I saw him play it live on keys at Nashville Songwriter Association International at their, sorry that was a mouthful, NSAI, um, at their like annual big convention thing. And he sang it for us. And I was like, you know, this is really good. It's, the songwriting is meaningful. Um, so I'm on board with all that now. Like, yeah. It's opened my world to, to way more music now. I love
0: nice. that. I love being open to different genres that maybe you were closed off to before and then kind of like just realizing that there's so there's such good music every corner of the world. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what are some goals that you have over the next five years for your career and your songwriting?
1: Um, well, it's changed a lot. Um, Cause I'll, I, sometimes I'll have this hard season of not believing in myself. And so I don't like think I can attain stuff, you know, and which is really just negative, not good stuff. But lately I've been in a really good headspace of just being positive. And when I'm in those head spaces, I really love to dream about those things. And like, I would love to uh, travel for ukulele festivals yes. and um, go to like Alaska and Australia. Cause they're like all over
0: and I'm to sick. like
1: in japan to like ko Aloha, ukulele on oahu they have a store in japan in tokyo and it would be my dream next five years to go out there and perform do like a little tour um you know i just did a release show for the first time my first release show this year oh,
2: that's and awesome. decided,
1: yeah it was scary because i'm always showing up to restaurants and stuff with people already there they're not yeah, necessarily yeah. people will show up to see me but it's not like i get like 100 people which is like what this venue capacity could be it's probably like 300 but like I've never brought 300 people into a show you know and for yeah. people to show up it was really cool so I was like wow you know now money's involved in that I could lose a lot of money if like people don't well it's already a, you're already investing in it so it's you're already losing money because it's a release show Um unless you're like really big then you're definitely making money but like I understand the expense and it was, it's totally worth it. You know, it just gives, brings hype around the album and stuff like that. Um, But I'm excited for more of those and um, making those even more fun. And now that I've done it once, I'm excited to put up posters again and do all that. Um, I'd really love to meet even more um, people I've looked up to forever. And like, it's just, it's so cool. It's like, cause Brian and I at the studio in Des Moines, We played in Florida together, and I never would have, like, dreamed of, like, being flown to Florida for a show, playing with someone I've always looked up to as, like, a superhero to me. And uh, to be playing the show, like, looking at uh, the ocean, it's just insane. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was, like, four different mini shows that we did, and so cool. And then I was talking to Vance Anderson during that time, so I was, like, wow, all these things that I've wanted for so long. Are happening. I'm walking to the Marriott to perform, um, and I, I got flown here, and I'm working with Brian here, like talking advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want even more of those, like really cool, fun travel shows, um, and I really want to get to know people in Nashville more because those are my, those are my people. Uh, when I'm in Nashville, mm-hmm. it just feels like home, um, in mm-hmm. a sense that I can just freely just talk about anything, music and. Be around people that I've looked up to forever. Um, you know, even work with Palmer Hubble is so cool. He's in Palmer Trees um, and he's like 21, but he's so good. He produced Better Half, which like, came out Friday.
2: That's and awesome.
1: he's just so good. So I'm like really pumped to have him as a friend because, like, I just want to have, I don't have a lot of friends that <laughs> are songwriting and stuff like that. I want, you know, people I can like call up and we can just hang out. You
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. So those are some goals. I just want to travel and play all the time. Um. Do festivals and um. Meet people I've always looked up to, and I and that's been kind of kind of happening. But I would love to do even more and songwrite with people. You know, all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Very yeah. Smart. I
3: was gonna well, say out amazing. of like, every artist I know, you by far play out the most often. You are constantly playing, just like random events, shows, everything. And I'm like, this guy's stamina is just
0: insane. <laughs> just, it's really nice. I know not. you're kind of like a little <laughs> yeah, energizer bunny. Yes.
1: That's that's really nice for you both to say. I mean, I <laughs> definitely don't feel like an energizer bunny a ton. Like this morning was I need coffee. Like this morning was tough. Like to get the engine starting.
0: Yeah, know? totally. Yeah. But well, then when it starts, 10:30 you
1: know, like,
3: show. That's not your yeah. fault. That, that's, that's rough. The fact that's that you're rough. playing at 10:30 in the morning. It's
1: rough, and it's too bad news. Uh, rooms they'll do like the early, you know, recording. It's like, oh,
3: yeah,
1: like 7 a.m. Waking yeah. up. It's like, well, I guess I'm putting this down five half steps or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: putting the capo way down or yeah, yeah. something. <laughs>
0: um so we've already come to our last question which is crazy but um this is our heavy hitter of all the questions and it is why do you write songs
1: uh I write songs because songs were such a big deal for me growing up and listening to music I listened to all the time to music and you know James Taylor I didn't really fall in love with James Taylor music until my sophomore year of college. And like, I had just like broken up, but we had just broken up a girl and I, I was dating in college and I was driving back home and it was like, the sky was gray and it was just rainy and gross and cold. And I felt my crap. And I listened to, this is my brother's car and he had James Taylor in there. And I was like, all right, James Taylor, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I listened to this album and, uh, I was just in love, you know. And I've I've loved um my dad, you know, would describe music to me in this way that I've never heard it described. You know, we'd listen to a song and be like, okay, and he'd pause it and be like, so right here, they added this, you know, and it's all this this communication I haven't heard, I didn't hear anywhere else. You know, I didn't see a video that talked that in depth, or you know, have someone that talked to me that way throughout my whole life and like growing up. It, my dad just has this this really good musical brain um we wrote a jingle together that uh won strawberry jingles contest
0: oh yes um, i remember yeah
1: that. and they ended up choosing another winner because i didn't have a video or something but they announced like hey congrats you won and i was like sweet so i'm glad oh, i didn't okay. like buy something expensive
2: <laughs> um
1: <laughs> but that's the thing too like this is kind of off topic but there, I hear so many musicians, and I'm, I'm sure you have too, that'll talk about their story, you know, even in Nashville and how they had so many failures. Uh, not failures, like it wasn't their fault all the time, you know. Like people yeah. promise them stuff and then they're like, Oh, sorry, you know, took the rug underneath them. Like they moved to Nashville for something and they get their day one, they're like, Yeah, so we actually don't have that deal for you and all this stuff, you know. And I was like, Well, maybe I'm on the right track if. I was let down a little bit from like a really cool thing. That's, that's fine. You know, and I almost like cried after it. I never cry. And I'm not even like a tough dude. Like I just don't (laughs) really cry, but um, man, I was, I took Luna or any nice dog out uh, outside after the conversation of, you know, not getting the, not winning. And uh, I just almost cried. It It was raining. And I was like, you know what? I bet ten years from now I'll be at a party, and somebody will say, "Hey, remember that strawberry jingle thing?" And I'll be like, "What? Oh yeah, that thing." Mm-hmm. So that's that is what really got me okay with it. Just and as long as you know I'm being respectful and all that, that's totally fine. And that's how you win, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: being respectful and and yeah so um it's totally fine and the winner is really great her song is awesome and it's all good um and it's just part of the journey of being a songwriter and doing things and um but yeah I I um uh, sorry what was I saying before that I was talking about uh for the oh yeah my dad and I wrote that jingle together um and yeah my dad mu- musical brain is just insane so and you asked like how I wanted to, how I decided to be a songwriter. Sorry.
3: Yeah, why why do you yeah. write songs? All
1: <laughs> right, songs to I want to make that feeling that I get when I hear James Taylor and then I got, you know, when I first heard, you know, smiling face, remember I see your smiling face.
2: Mm.
1: Like I I want to create that. You know, John Mayer, man, Clarity was like one of my favorite songs. That music video. I love watching music videos growing up and I would just for hours, like I'm yours, Juice and Rise. I don't I oh, to it like, yeah. for hours on end. And I was like, this song's so perfect. Um and, and <laughs> I want to like create that feeling for other people, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and reach that like just somehow find that magic. Cause it, it is totally magic. And it's easy to forget that music is magic when you do it all the time. And if 85% of what you do is just emailing reaching out to people and stuff and trying to figure out how to release this song and getting a photo shoot done and travel, you know, all this stuff that is noise that we, we just forget, you know, sometimes, but, um, yeah, I write songs. Cause I, cause I just really, really have found that life to be more fun with songs. Yes. yes.
2: So
0: true. So true. Um, well, that was our last question. And I would really like to hear about the song that you gave us to an episode which is called Better Half. And so you just released it. Um tell us a little bit about what it's about, the process of recording it.
1: Yeah. I uh started that electric guitar and I wrote it um with like chords that are used in um which song is that? Uh um i see the crystal ring
2: just fall and then
1: uh just two of us yes so i used some similar chords in just the two of us and had my amp and i i've only had it for like three months now so it was like a month fresh that i had this amp this blues junior that i got for half mm. off at a local um des moines uh, music shop Dang. and they took 50 off you like oh you're good dude because he just saw me at xbk he's like I'm we'll gonna take fifty out of that. So it it's like four fifty. It's so nice. Those guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> and Dave Bisharm Jones works there too, the electric guitar player that played with me last Thursday. But um, yeah, yeah um, I keep getting away from the question. But I wrote that um, just with you know the video muted, a John Mayer an interview, and I was feeling really relaxed, and I had gotten a whole bunch of stuff done. And when I wrote that, I didn't think that I'd be recording it as soon as I did, but I got to Nashville and I didn't know what to record yet. Uh, and it was like the morning of, I think, and I was getting coffee and I was like, Oh wait, better half. That'd be great. Um, and I'm so glad we did, you know, which is one of those things that I just thought of randomly. And I went to Palmer Hubble's, uh, studio and, uh, recorded that song. And I think, uh, I think he just got some of the add keys from Surfaces, the key player on Surfaces, I forget his Mm -hmm. name right now. But I think he's adding keys on one of the songs on the album, which is so fun. Cause he just Mm -hmm. knows all these awesome people. But um, for me, like to have Palmer, like as a friend and for him to like record my music is just mind blowing. Um, And I met him in November last year for a Jordy Searcy show. And he opened up for him in in, uh, Mm -hmm. Minneapolis. And I did the merch table. Um, and uh yeah, and so I met him there, and it's just so cool to have recorded that with him and just to have friends in Nashville now. But that song's about Annie too, and I um, thought be like cool, I thought it'd be like a cool title. Um, and one of my favorite lines is uh, of all the fish under the sea, you reeled me in and set me free.
0: And oh. I kind of came up with
1: that at Frothy Monkey, too.
0: Oh, I so love that. Oh. Yeah. oh, my yes. God. That's amazing.
3: Did Annie cry when she listened to it? No.
0: no, no she's she, not a He <laughs> She
1: thought it was very cute. When the song came out, she was very into into me. Like, she was very, like, wow, you released a song about me.
0: I love it. Annie's
3: friend of is when you get even more famous than it's you know he wrote that song about me yeah Yeah. (laughs) true yes awesome well thank you so much for coming on yes thank thank you this has been a blast so much fun yes
1: you both are just so awesome and nice it was just really I felt like I could really freely talk so
0: oh very comfortable good that's so awesome yes
3: we always want people to feel comfortable because that, i hate interviews where it's like you just
0: feel so yeah like you like, don't know what to say and yeah yeah like, so panic. i'm trying i'm
1: trying to get better like channel 13 you know i'll still freeze up
0: yeah and no one oh, notices yeah,
1: that- but i notice that i can do so much more you yeah
0: know, mm-hmm. i
1: just relax
0: we're all yeah. our own like harshest critic for sure yeah, for yeah. sure oh. and this is better half
2: Tell me what's on your mind, is it me that you find stuck in there? I was unaware, I put my heart on the line, if you met yours with mine, we could share, we'd be the perfect pair. just want to be, your yeah, better half, Always put you first, got your back. One on one face too. Everything you do, want to do with you. Yeah. Finally found what could complete this empty space inside of me. You're yeah. yeah, everything I lack. So show me how to be a better half. Of all the fish under the sea, you reeled me in and set me free. Thinking my lucky stars yeah over the moon, shot to Mars. I think you my A to Z, everything that I could ever need. We feel it now, we both know where well, this is really going just want to be, your better half. always put you first, got your back, one on one face to, everything you do, want to do with you, yeah, finally found what could complete, this empty space inside of me, you're yeah, everything I lack, so show me how to be, a better half.